Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast. I'm Dennis. I'm Sam. And I'm Brian. And we're going to do something a little different. We're going to react to a TikTok video. So let's look at this video. This is the perfect approach when a client says to you, your prices are way higher than the other bids that we got. First and foremost, it's about taking back control of the sales call. And you do that. Okay. So first thing we got here is he's talking about price objections. And I like what he says here, taking back control of the sales call. So this is the idea that they're saying they're they're controlling it by saying, I've got this objection with the price. You got to meet me here. Um, you've probably hit far more price objections with your advertising. How have you how have you taken control? It was tougher then. I, I had far less training for sure. When people said it was too expensive, in all fairness, it it wasn't exactly valid. We were incredibly inexpensive. We were probably the cheapest ones in town mm -hmm. because of the way that we, we priced everything. Um, when people said it was too expensive, a lot of it just came down to like asking questions and having them having to understand how much they thought it was worth. Okay. So one of the things that sometimes happens is a negotiation tactic would be to object. Mm -hmm. So you're too expensive. I'm going to say you're too ex um, expensive to anchor you mm -hmm. to say, now I want you to come down on your price yeah. because I think it should be, so let's say it's it's $500 for an ad, I think it should be $300 or $300 column per column inch or whatever it happens yeah. to be. So let's see what else he's got to say here. And you do that by number one, not getting defensive. Being defensive and defending your prices is never the right move. Okay, so getting defensive, that's emotional intelligence. So he's basically saying, manage your emotions here. And that, I think, uh, I don't know what he's about to say here, but of all the things, I think that's probably going to be the hardest for a lot of people to, to really wrap themselves around is this idea of not reacting to a particular objection, not reacting to being told no, not reacting to, quite frankly, a lot of assholes out there. Sam? Yeah, and that could be uh, depending on how often you get that objection. <laughs> you know, you might be sent over the edge, but it all comes down to understanding and knowing those uh, triggers. Yeah. And so, just like you said, you got to keep it, keep your emotions in check. And then, this is a good time whenever you hear that objection to just take it, take it very slow. I mean, you can you can breathe for a second or two. It's not the end of the world. And just take your time and then mm -hmm. respond very calmly. You know, I mean, it's like you said, taking back control. I mean, uh, someone who's in control is calm and at peace. So if you're going to be getting flustered by that, you know, they're going to notice that. That's not going to be something that's good for the sale. Yeah, right. It's definitely going to be bad if you start uh, getting flustered and, you know, can't respond in a good way. But it also then shows like, okay, maybe there is something wrong with the price here. But if you respond calmly yeah. and ask some questions about it and dive a little deeper into that, they've got to, they've got to defend their statement. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, really just someone throwing it out there. I mean, they kind of just threw error at you. If you're going to, I mean, they haven't actually hit you with anything. They've just said something. Mm -hmm. There's never anything wrong with the price, by the way. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I think it's about the confidence in, in your product. Mm -hmm. If you have pricing set and you disagree, there's no reason to outwardly react negatively. Like you said, it's, it's a puff of air at this point. And asking <laughs> questions about it 
instead of them being on the offensive, now they're on the defensive. Now they need to mm-hmm. defend their statement. Um, on pricing, pricing isn't really an objection in itself unless the logistical boundaries of their budget literally mean they can't afford something, which is almost never the case. If they're talking to you, they have the budget for it. It comes down to primary objections, mm-hmm. while pricing is a secondary objection. All price objections are going to come down, in my opinion, to them la- uh, failing to see the value of the product that you're offering. Yeah, well, if you didn't prospect properly, you mm-hmm. know, one of the things you should be doing is can this group afford it can they afford to do it can they afford to maintain it so it's like the initial purchase afford and if you're selling something that requires maintenance the the maintenance aspect of that afford but yeah willingness is a big piece sometimes it's an issue of red tape Mm -hmm. our budget has already been decided this year so you have to show the value of changing that limiting belief if you will that their their thing has been uh changed All right, so let's see what he says next. Number two, be curious, ask a question. Affirm what they said and ask a question. Hey, you know, I hear that from time to time, affirmation. Okay, so this is what I teach in class. This is what I teach in the mindset course. Uh, I know I yanked it from Carew, but you see it in so many other objection handling areas. You acknowledge the objection with empathy. Not compassion necessarily, but with empathy. You know, empathy is, oh, I understand where you're coming from with this, it seems expensive. If I were looking at it from the perspective of your organization, I might see that too. Compassion would be, and I understand that's hard for you. We don't care about that, right? This is business. Business is hard. Deal with it. Um, It's, I understand why you would think that way. Now, let me explore why you think that way before I respond why you're wrong. Obviously, you're not going to say that. <laughs> um, but, but let's make sure that I give you the default. So a couple things when you're exploring an objection. One, it allows you to understand completely where it happens to be coming from because you could have a false perception of that objection. And number two, it gives the customer the opportunity to feel heard, if you will. So uh, just the example that we use in class, if you don't listen to my objection fully in that first role play, you don't realize that where it's coming from, you respond incorrectly. And just so the, the listeners can understand what I'm talking about, I object to, for one of the books that you're supposed to sell me, a book that you're supposed to, they're supposed to sell me in the class, I object to the date of the book. And they immediately think, oh, you think the book's old, right? That's that's the knee-jerk reaction is, oh, this professor thinks the book's old. And if you don't explore the, the objection, you d- don't discover that I'm more worried about the student perception of the book because that's going to affect how you respond to it, what proof sources you happen to use for it or, or anything along those lines. So that exploration phase of an objection is important and it means asking so many more questions than just why do you feel that way right yeah i mean it's kind of like just uh lifting the fog i mean when whenever they first uh, say something they might not give you all the information so you've got to got to throw something out there see what sticks see mm-hmm. where the the true problem lies mm-hmm. and i mean if you don't do that you're throwing 
you, you don't know what you're trying to hit. So yeah, you've got to ask. You've got to ask questions and clarify. Yeah. So you actually understand the problem and can respond in the right way, like you say. If not, I mean, you're kind of just wasting time. You agree? Okay. Agree? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, let's see what else he has to say. Why do you think the other contractors are so cheap? Leads to the third thing. Be quiet. Let them talk. Let them think. Whatever comes out of their mouth, you simply peel it back. Continue to be curious. This approach will move you closer to closing more of those deals when you get this objection. For more tips on how to close more deals. So the one thing he said here is let them talk, be quiet. Uh, I think there's this mistaken stereotype that a good salesperson is a talkative salesperson. And that's way, way, way wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, you can say so much more by saying nothing and just listening than you can say by trying to talk over whatever they happen to be said, uh, happen to be saying, excuse me. Um, some organizations will call it a golden silence. And it's, I think the stereotypical salesperson wants to interject and wants to feel like they have something to say. And I think that actually is counterintuitive to what you want to communicate as a salesperson into being more thoughtful and more measured in terms of your response and careful to listen to what they happen to say. Um, yeah, I mean, we've kind of already talked about uh, listening and being quiet, but I mean, being quiet is a powerful thing and not a lot, of, there's a lot of people out there that aren't comfortable mm. with silence. Mm -hmm. um, it's a big one. And yeah, I don't really know what the best uh, option is to teach someone that because I, I had a partner um, in college that I worked on with projects and did role plays and he uh, he really did not like silence I mean he liked to fill it and you know before we would do the role plays I would try to tell him like hey it's gonna it's alright if there's a little bit of silence it's fine and it's not like it was a huge problem but he definitely uh, I don't know there wasn't like uh a, there there's never any long pauses and obviously you don't want a whole lot of long pauses but you also want some time to think and then respond in the best way you know you, the first knee-jerk reaction thing you think of to say probably isn't always the best <laughs> true 90 so, percent of the time yeah so what what would you think about some to tell someone who's not comfortable with uh, the silence who thinks they shouldn't all kind of be uh, responding quickly hmm. it's it's a matter of practice I think in that case you can role play silence mm -hmm. to just show that it's not a big deal but uh, I think the best thing I ever heard about something like this is in your group of friends if you're the type of person who is uncomfortable with silence in your group of friends which hopefully is a safe place to do this refrain from speaking as much as you need to yeah and one it'll probably improve your relationships with those friends <laughs> uh because they probably all know you as the person who bip bip bips all the time but it'll also allow you to to become comfortable with not speaking someone else will fill the time i and, and realize that silence is not that big of a deal i remember the very first large deal I made, I dropped the price on the person 
and damned if it didn't feel like a half an hour before they responded to it. Probably was like maybe half a second. I know they were just probably working the budget out in their head whether or not they could afford it or not. Or I think they wanted to spend the money. It was just where do I move the money around? But the response was, oh, yeah, no problem. (laughs) And my inner follow-up thought like two days later was like, I should have asked for more. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Um, but, but silence is scary for, for a lot of people. And, you know, it's, again, it's a confidence issue, Mm -hmm. but I want you, the listener to feel that you can get through it and you will uh, at some point in time, be able to become confident and comfortable with that silence. As long as you practice that silence, uh, if you've got a partner, if you've got a good friend that you trust that you can be vulnerable with, sit in silence with eye contact Mm. because silence and eye contact they're probably two of the very very most uncomfortable things that people have to deal with it's almost at the end of this thing so let's see what else he has to say i think that might be it more tips no no yeah so that was his thing so uh hopefully uh you enjoyed this this was a tiktok that we responded to but hopefully you enjoyed it if um you want more of those Put some comments if this is the YouTube, but we're going to try and do a little bit more just so we can give some advice based on what some people, the talking heads are saying over on the social medias. Do you guys have any any more things to add? No. No, nothing else to add. All right. Just be, be confident with that silence. And thanks for joining us this time. <laughs>